Right now at Kohl's, it's the last-minute gift sale. Take an extra 20% off and save on kitchen must-haves. Get 25% off toys and get 20% off fragrance gift sets. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, fast and free store pickup. Still not sure what to get? Our gift cards are always a great idea. Give with all your heart. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. 20% offer valid December 21st through December 24th with promo code RECEIVE20. Offers and coupons do not apply to toys and beauty. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. All the way back in April when we started the Breakdown Podcast and really all the way back in February when we started the North Star, we said that we weren't just here to change the news. And let's be clear, we are here to change the news, but we're really here to change the world. And today is a good news episode of the Breakdown, and I have so many good news stories to share with you today. I'm going to focus on all of the victories that we've had together on this podcast, as many of you know particularly all of you who listen to the end of the episode, we take action steps together. And today I want to tell you about all of the action step victories that we've had, including one that we hope, hope, hope is going to happen later today. All right. This is Sean King and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. Losing sucks, all right? I know you know that, but it's, it doesn't just suck. Like, it doesn't just feel bad. When you fight hard for an election, when you fight hard for justice, for a case, for a family, and you lose, particularly when we lose, it impacts lives. Like, this isn't a game for us. So when we're fighting for justice or when we're fighting to elect Stacey Abrams or Andrew Gillum or, or Better O'Rourke in Texas, like, our people and their livelihood and their safety is often at stake. And so it's important when you have victories, it's super important to be able to celebrate them. And today I'm going to go all the way back to the beginning of some of our action steps, because sometimes we may have an action step in one month, but we might not get a victory until two or three months later. And so we're going to actually be creating a segment that, kind of is an action step victory segment so that we can do this more often. But I'm really excited today to tell you all about our action steps victories. It's going to be great. We're going to go all the way back first to episode number 18 with an action step victory that we had there. Action, 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 steps, take action, 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 steps. All the way back on episode number 18 of the Breakdown Podcast, which was back on April 25th, we de- we dedicated an entire episode to a 15-year-old boy named Luca Roll, uh, who was brutally assaulted by police in Broward County, Florida. And we dedicated that entire episode to not just talking about the assault, but to talking about how essential it was that we come together and fight on behalf of this young man, because He did nothing wrong. He broke no rules, no laws, no policies. He literally just bent over to pick up a young man's telephone. And that young man was being arrested by police. And Luca literally just bent over to pick up the telephone and ended up being brutalized right there. And so on April the 25th, uh, we started our action step. And we asked you all to call the governor's office to let them know how much you believe that uh, these officers needed to be fired. We asked you to call the district attorney's office and demand that these officers be fired and charged. 
Well, the officers have not yet been fired, but on June the 3rd, and this rarely happens in cases of police brutality, particularly when there is not a fatal incident. On June the 3rd, uh, the district attorney there, who held a press conference and said he was disgusted, he charged these officers with criminal assault, and he charged them with battery. He charged them with falsifying records, with conspiracy to falsify records, and the officers are currently on unpaid suspension, which is also better than what we normally see. Like, being suspended but you're paid is nothing but a vacation. These officers are on unpaid suspension, and they are facing felonies for the things that they did. And we had tens of thousands of people who sent emails and made phone calls. This case is not over, but we really, really pushed to help make that happen. It was one of our first Action Step victories. Action Steps. On May the 3rd, uh, we had an episode. It was episode number 24, where we told two stories. And the second story was a crazy story that ended up making national news the week after we covered it. In Nashville, there was a young activist there, uh, Justin Jones, who was barred from being in the Capitol and was barred from having any communication with the Speaker of the House in Tennessee, a man, a horrible man named Glenn Cassida. Well, Justin was only barred because he had protested there at the Capitol and this was like a form of his punishment. Well, the chief of staff for Glenn Cassida literally falsified a letter to the DA saying that Justin Jones sent this email to them in violation of his terms of having no contact. Well, the guy literally doctored the date, doctored the email. And not only that, when it was discovered by a local journalist there that the chief of staff for Glenn Cassida had doctored the email, that local journalist started digging in and found that the chief of staff for Glenn Cassida had openly uh, called black people racial slurs, had actually been doing illicit drugs there in the Capitol. Sounds crazy. And then uh, that journalist found all types of uh, uh, bigoted, sexist, misogynistic text messages between the Speaker of the House and his chief of staff. And so at the time, we were demanding that the chief of staff be fired. We were demanding that uh, Glenn Cassida, the Tennessee Speaker of the House, resign. And those things kind of happened. The chief of staff was not fired, but did resign. We wanted him fired, but he resigned and will probably never work in government again. A horrible person. And Glenn Cassida officially stepped down as Speaker of the House. He announced his resignation on June the 4th. He stepped down on August the 2nd. And our pressure had so much to do with that. Thousands and thousands of you called the governor's office, uh, called Glenn Cassidy's office, called the local district attorney's office. And we didn't just help make those things happen. We really helped make it a national story and uh, amplifying all the things that local journalists were doing there. But it probably would have stayed a local story had we not pushed so hard. And so, uh, again, another action step victory. That is us speaking truth to power. When people are corrupt, when they are bigoted, when they are racist, it's like, hey, if you're going to do that, we'll make you famous for it. So good work on that, everybody. Action steps. 
Now, this is one of my favorites because we have a chance to really make a huge difference in a man's life. All the way back on episode number 38, which was on May the 23rd, uh, the title of the episode is Life in Prison for Selling Weed. And I tell the story of a wonderful man. I, I, we've become friends, and he's incarcerated in Michigan, but we talk on the phone often. And uh, it's always my honor to be on the phone with Michael Thompson. And Michael has now been in jail, in prison, for nearly 25 years on a weed charge. No joke. And this is in a state in Michigan where marijuana is now legal. Not just decriminalized, but legal. And he has been in prison for nearly half of his life for a weed charge all the way back in the 90s. And so, again, tens of thousands of you uh, wrote to the local district attorney, wrote to the, uh, the governor of Michigan, wrote to the attorney general, wrote to the judge. And uh, we are very, very excited to announce to you for the first time, I think this is the first time we've said it publicly, that today uh, Michael is going to have a hearing before a judge and what we're asking the judge to do is just grant Michael uh, time served. Now, the judge can make a determination in the hearing, but it is our understanding that he will still have to go up to his uh, a parole review board or the governor may still have to issue a pardon. But the hearing today before Judge Kelly is a huge, huge deal. And uh, if the judge makes the right decision today, it will go back to the parole board, and we believe that Michael could be released for time served. So, listen, if you pray, pray. If all you do is cross your fingers, cross cross all your fingers and your toes. Let's hope and send positive vibes and energy to Michael Thompson today uh, that he'll have a good hearing. All right, and I'm, I'm following this one very, very closely. Action steps. One of the most powerful... Uh, a television series, film series ever done on the intersection of injustice and race and poverty and the systems that keep all of those things in place is the series When They See Us from Ava DuVernay, which tells a powerful, painful, tragic, but also triumphant story of five young boys, often known as the Central Park Five. Many of them are, are my friends and brothers. And it tells their story of a grave injustice that they experienced when they were wrongfully convicted of a brutal assault that they had nothing to do with. And uh, they spent years of their, of their lives in prison. And we started, and this was all the way back on episode number 47. It was a powerful episode. And episode number 47 was on June the 7th. And on June the 7th, we started a campaign to call the dean of faculty at Columbia Law School, Jillian Lester, and uh, to call her and to email her and to let her know that she needed to fire Elizabeth Letterer, who was one of the lead prosecutors in this case. And there was so much misconduct and so many pieces of evidence that they ignored, that they discarded, the truth was staring them right in the face. Again, there was literally no evidence that these boys had anything to do with the assault. And there was ample evidence that exonerated the boys that was completely ignored. And Elizabeth Letterer was a part of that. And after five days with pressure, not just from us, but people on the ground and people all over the country, but you made 
tens of thousands of phone calls and emails to the dean of faculty at Columbia Law School. And on June the 12th, Elizabeth Letterer uh, stepped down from Columbia Law School. She's been there for 25 years, basically teaching the very things that she did that led to the conviction and pain in these young men's lives. And so thank you all for your action steps. Thank you for following through on that. And again, when we speak truth to power, when we say, hey, we're going to hold people accountable, makes a huge difference. And uh, I can't wait to tell you about this next Action Step Victory because it also is happening today. Action Steps. All the way back on June 17th and again on June 21st, for about 10 days, uh, we formed something at the time that we called the Breakdown Crew, which was the crew that takes all of these action steps together. And for all of you that are a part of the Breakdown Crew, uh, we decided to pass a law together. And there was a bill before the state legislature in New York, one of the largest states in the country, to fully legalize marijuana and to not just legalize it, but to expunge all of the records and to really begin righting the wrongs that have been done to people in the thing that they call the war on drugs. But we know it really was never a war on drugs. It was a war on people, particularly black and brown people and black and brown communities and families. And what so many people said, including uh, my friend Cynthia Nixon, who ran for governor in New York, is the truth is in New York, weed has always been legal for white folk. White folk have been able to buy, sell, smoke weed whenever they want, wherever they want, in whatever quantities they want for a generation in New York. The only people with any type of consequence to marijuana possession or anything else in New York are black and brown people. Literally, black and white people, uh, 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 white people and all people of color smoke weed at the exact same rate, but over 90% of all arrests are to people of color. And so it's only being enforced very selectively in particular communities. So the bill that we were advocating for did not get passed. Now, we knew that that was a possibility. But let me tell you a part of our political calculation, and it's really part of my political philosophy. If you don't fight for something big, here's what happens in politics. Whatever you fight for, you're only going to get part of what you're fighting for. So if you fight for something small, you'll get part of something small. You, if you fight for something that's kind of a, a, a pretty decent medium-sized win, it, that'll be cut in half and you'll get a small victory. Well, if you fight for something huge, ginormous, something revolutionary and earth-shattering, and you get half of that, you still have a big win. So the thing that we were fighting for was a full revolutionary legalization bill, decriminalization, expungement of records, uh, it dealt with profits and, uh, and and righting the wrongs in the communities where the war on drugs took place. That bill did not pass. And we're going to go back this coming year and give ourselves more time to get it to pass. But a new decriminalization law did pass, and it just went into effect yesterday and today. And right now there's an opportunity. The law just went into effect. There's an opportunity for hundreds of thousands of New Yorkers to have their records expunged. We're going to talk more about that. But I just want to thank all of you who fought so hard for that law. And I hope you understand that the phone calls you made, the emails you sent were a huge part of making that happen. And the thing that you did, again, it's not just changing the news. The thing that you did, calling, emailing, 
uh, uh, demonstrating all of that. It didn't just change the news. It's changing the world. All right, we have just a few more victories that I want to share with you, and uh, and then we have to go for today. Action steps. All the way back on episode number 69, just a few weeks ago on um, August the 2nd, I told you the story of a 10-year-old boy who was charged with felony assault for a game of dodgeball at his school. Not in the community, not in his backyard, not on the street, on the playground, at his elementary school. A game of dodgeball with a ball given to him by the teachers as the teachers watched the game. And he was charged with felony criminal assault. And on August the 2nd, uh, we started a, a fierce campaign to call and email the district attorney, Kim Worthy. And again, thousands and thousands of you called her, which takes a lot of guts. And many of you are starting to get really good at making these phone calls. You spoke to everybody on her team, in her office, anybody who would answer the phone until they basically told us, please, please, please stop calling, which is often what we want. We want you to be so tired of us calling that you decide to do right by us. Six days after our campaign, Kim Worthy decided to drop all charges against this beautiful young boy who should have never, ever been charged with any type of crime. And she didn't just drop the charges. She made it clear, almost word for word with the things we were demanding, that her office was going to begin the process of changing that policy. Uh, She also said to the family that they regretted and were sorry for ever charging him. And she pledged they would never charge. This was not an open charge. They would never charge him again in this case, which gave the family some real relief. So again, thank you to all of you who made that happen. And that takes me to our final action step victory, which took place uh, back just about a week ago on August the 21st. Let me tell you about it. Action steps. On episode number 81 of the podcast on August the 21st, uh, we came together. Now, North Carolina actually has a great Democratic governor, and he's a good man with a huge heart. But there is a conservative state legislature, and uh, the state, and that's why, listen, voting locally and knowing who your state representative is. Now, some of you have state representatives and state senators. Some of you just have state senators or state legislators. It varies from state to state, but every state has some type of legislature. All right, the the way state government works in some ways mirrors how the federal government works. Instead of having a president, they have a governor. Instead of having a House and Senate, they have their legislature. And of course, there's also the judicial branch. And so on August uh, the 21st, we called on all of you to please, please kindly ask the governor of North Carolina, Roy Cooper, to veto a bill that was really just about scoring partisan political points And the bill was anytime anybody is arrested or given a ticket or anything that their citizenship is going to be checked. And if they do not have proper documentation for their citizenship, they will be immediately turned over to ICE. So you give someone a speeding ticket or any type of citation or someone is just charged with a crime, not convicted, but just charged. Remember, we live in a country where you're innocent until proven guilty. If someone is just charged, this bill would mean you would immediately have to turn someone over to ICE, they would be deported. And six different sheriffs all over North Carolina said, I'm not doing that. Our, our county sheriff's office is not going to do that. And it was bold for those law enforcement officers to put their feet uh, and put their feet in the ground and just say, listen, no, nah, we are not participating in this 
Families are not going to be broken up. Lives are not going to be ruined over this type of stuff. And uh, the governor vetoed the bill. And uh, I just want to thank all of you again for your emails and phone calls. You made that happen. Again, of course, thank you to all the activists and organizers on the ground who are fighting back as well. But listen, we are doing our best to leverage this podcast, to leverage our influence, again, to not just change the news. That's cool. Let's change the news. But to change the world. All right. We have so many other action steps. Of course, we're building out the action pack. We are building out our campaign to flip the Senate. And again, tens of thousands of you have nearly 50,000 volunteers signed up to be a part of flipping the Senate. And uh, I'm excited about what we're going to do in the days and months ahead. All right. Take care, everybody. Break it down. Right now at Kohl's, it's the last-minute gift sale. Take an extra 20% off and save on kitchen must-haves. Get 25% off toys and get 20% off fragrance gift sets. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, fast and free store pickup. Still not sure what to get? Our gift cards are always a great idea. Give with all your heart. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles 20% off or valid December 21st through December 24th with promo code RECEIVE20. Offers and coupons do not apply to toys and beauty. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.